0: Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau.
1: Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. Today is part two of a very important discussion. We started in the prior episode with a good friend of mine, a good friend of our ministry, Michelle Jackson, otherwise known as Missy J, on her podcast titled A Prisoner's Pardon Podcast. Now, in addition to the podcast, Missy J has authored a fabulous book titled A Prisoner's Pardon and a children's book on this very topic as well. Now, you need to go back and catch up and listen to the preceding episode because I don't have a lot of time to go back over the information we already covered. Amen. But right now let's jump back into this interview with Missy J and, and I know from what you've shared with me before that you learned a lot during the writing of a prisoner's Pardon. And, and can you share just a little bit of what you discovered concerning the decline again of the family and the family values in the black community because of issues with this recidivism
2: yeah it was it was tough to go through I had to ask some tough questions um in uh one thing i saw was during the great society when johnson put um that into um effect which is the we're talking about when um welfare system was created you know kindergarten and all that and it was to combat poverty but the welfare system with its benefits and I say that in a book, I, you know, gaining those benefits, I lost the benefits of a father because when you obtain those benefits, they made it so that you could not still be married. So we lost, you know, the man in the family. And then also when you do that, too, they're being they they're gone, gone after with child support. So it's a double whammy for them. And um it just caused a lot of chaos. And also I have, you know, I talk a little about I said I call it Planned Parent in the hood. You know, it's where parents' rights too were taken, taken away and you didn't even know it, you know, because I mentioned a story about my own uh, child when she was 16 and I didn't know she was emancipated. Get this emancipated when they're pregnant. So um didn't know that. And just taking people through what comes down with the breakdown where the first I lost the benefit of the father, then I had lost my parental rights as well with these sort of programs. And so I'm I'm bringing people into a real life situation so that they can actually see and be sensitive to these things um, and understanding what's going on. And it's not just for you know, people outside the community, but also inside the community to wake them up to what's really going on, not excusing it because we, you know, it's easy to accept it because I I look at my, my parents, them came from the Mississippi Delta, you know, it's very poor, no infrastructure on the cotton fields and stuff. And it's like, you can see why people are scared. And if they're going to get their benefits taken away, so it's very hard for me to look at. It. It's very, um, very sad. And they did feel that they had a choice, you know. But with God, that's what I'm saying. When we have a strong foundation in God and understand He's our source and not the government, not ourselves. And uh, and at the end, I talk about Newton, Amazing Grace, how he, you know, he once enslaved blacks, but look what he did at the end, he was also he wrote Amazing Grace. And it's it's something to see how he was interest instrumental, instrumental in helping free blacks in the end. And I I just it I saw myself as a slave uh person to people keeping people in slavery as well. And so I, I open people's eyes and being sensitive to spiritual things to understand what's really going on, how you can be enslaving yourself or enslaving other people and how um family it's not just a black family that's happened to this is happening to families all over America and how they want to keep us separated, you know, because if we get together and compare notes and saying that as God, we, we realized that it's not, it's not, it's only one race. It's only one family. And it doesn't matter what color your skin is that we're all in this. And they're trying to break up all the family units. And, um, I'm just ch- saying it from the perspective on where I'm coming from, but I know it's, it's everywhere. It's not just happening in my family.
1: Uh, amen. Amen. And, and I know you share a lot about family and, you know, about the pardon, the forgiveness, the offering of the family offering forgiveness. Is that the only way to really repair the damage done to a family when a loved one's locked up for a crime?
2: Oh, yeah. It has to start with forgiveness because a lot of the times the person that's being locked up, they're angry about something and they don't realize what it is, and they haven't um, because you hear a lot of, oh, it's because my dad did this or my mom did this or I grew up this way, or you know, even someone in the black community, a white man did this or whatever. It's like it's it's all due to unforgiveness. So but when you come to Christ and when you recognize that you are a sinner and you need to be pardoned, that you need something to be forgiven for then you're once you get there, you're able to forgive other people of stuff because you see how big your sin is. It's almost like when the story, when Jesus was writing on the ground and he was, you know, who that has no sin cast the first stone. So that's what happens. And you learn to forgive people and certain things that happen. Yes, it was legitimate. Nobody's denying it was a legitimate cause to being painful and stuff. But you have to forgive in order to be forgiven. And that's the repair, you know, and that only comes through Christ. You can only get that because He comes alongside of you, and you know, I call it the art of forgiveness and helping you forgive. Because otherwise, you you holding people to this debt all the time. That's what you see in our society now. It's oh, you you know, you held us you know in slavery. Now we can never forgive you. You know, that's what it is. Is it's about not forgiving what happened and moving on and, and walking in love. All of this is about unforgiveness. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Amen. And how does this affect the children? You know, fact, Let me break this down a little bit more. How does it affect them? Like at the time of the arrest trial and initial lockup and how does it affect their future?
2: I really delve into that because I talk about a scene when, um, the police first came into my life as a kid and what you can see and, um, and also how we need to protect the children and how police need to be more involved in the communities to give this better impression because um, not that it's their fault and it it has to be everybody working together and just being sensitive to what children are seeing because they're just going to act out what they see. They're going to be scared because a lot of times you, if you listen to some of these stations, radio stations and everything they' they are, they're, they're doing, they're using fear and controlling people by fear. Um, so, and, and it's easy to scare children and you, and you, even once you grow up, you, it's hard to get that out of your psyche even though you know better, you have to intentionally get that out. So it is. it starts with the children. That's why you see so much of the emphasis on children. Children are very much being targeted because if you get the children and indoctrinate them, now, then you got the future. That's why you see, you know, so much activity being, you know, in these schools headed towards the children because they know that they are You know, easily to be manipulated. That's why I'm saying that parents, you know, need to be actively involved with their children and bonding with them, because that's where they're going to get the love and showing the trust. And then once you got that sealed off, nobody can come in and groom your children. This is why you have this identity crisis and they don't know who they are. You know, but if you do this early, that's why I have the kids' book. I even have the audio version if if the if the parents are um busy for some reason, but I definitely emphasize them to be doing it with their children because they have to bond they have to bond early
1: How's the children's book being received so far?
2: oh i'm getting so i'm getting rave reviews um it's like people are it's not just for children though it's just Mm -hmm. it's an eternal book and it grows with them and i have more adults looking at it than children so that's why i love it because the word of god is just eternal i'm just you know capitalizing off the word of god and just showing what um, you know, using my pen just to add live to it, but it's the word of God that's coming in and just, you know, providing medicine and love. And um, I see more adults getting be- benefit from it. Each time it's like, oh, I'm and I'm like wanting to put I say, oh, I show it to them or, and they just. They're actually reading it. I'm like wanting to take it away from them. And they, Oh no, no, I'm reading this. And then it's like, Oh, I'm getting, I I didn't think about the story this way. So it is, it grabs them. It caps, it captivates them. And they're so used to Joseph being the focal point, but here I'm bringing, you know, the butler and the baker, what's happening. So it's, it's very intriguing to them.
1: Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, let's talk about your podcast these last few minutes we have left. I mean, you have 39 published episodes at the time of this recording. And I remember, and you'll have to <laughs> share again with our listeners, you were so skeptical of launching and publishing your own podcast. But but I knew you had this story to share and kept telling you to do just one thing and you'd see success. And sharing it with our listeners what I kept telling you over and over and over
2: push, the button. You push kept the, the button, push the button. I was like, okay, don't I need to do this first? No, Push the button. I mean, right. it began to be a chorus. He got uh, the, my classmates started push the button. I'm like, <laughs> isn't it something else? I got a script and all that. It was, it was so hard to push the button. I did not want to listen to myself. I didn't feel like I had the um, ability to do it. And and you kept pushing me and you, your, your training is awesome. You, you walked us right alongside, you did everything with us. And I couldn't believe I was ready to go. That's why I was like, what Push the? I'm ready to push the button. Now I'm like, don't we got something else to do? <laughs> and you was Amen. like, no, you can go live now. I'm like, okay. I was, I, and then I was so amazed that I was on, you know, Spotify, you know, iTunes, all of that. And, I was like, wow! It's you really can push the button and be heard all over like Amen. that, and Amen. and and even showed me how to get interviews. And I've been interviewing. At first, I was like, oh, I was scared. Now, that's all I do is interview people most of the that's time.
1: Right. Amen. Amen. You, you showed
2: me everything. You like where, what platform to use. I'll, everything from A to Z on doing podcasting, and um, you. Really made it happen. I didn't even think. You know, you said you was gonna do that. I, you know what? I didn't believe you. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't believe you.
1: Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just do it and adjust as you go. You know, I mean, it's so important not to overthink things that matter. You know, Nike says just do it. Pastor yep. Bob says just push the button. Yeah, right. push the button. It, that's right. Don't said, be paralyzed
2: baby, and let the
1: world know what you're doing.
2: Hey, don't man. be paralyzed. I was That's paralyzed right. and then overthinking stuff. I'm like, well, should we do this? I was even trying to do it with other people. You was like, I said, don't I need a partner? It's like, no, just push the button.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, having said all that, how's your podcast going?
2: It's going really well. I get a lot of interviews. I uh, get people wanting to be on and to talk about their stories. I've, you know, and it's good. I did not realize I was going to get that much information because you know, uh, at the end, I was saying what, what the lessons learned, what's my take from this. So it's like a slew of information that I use to even write, ma- you know, training materials for re-entry programs uh, from getting those podcasts, from doing those podcasts. Like I heard from one interesting gentleman from Canada, he was locked up in Canada. And um, I don't think they would do that here in the States, but he was allowed to do a um, a prison newspaper. And what he wrote about is interesting. He did, um, he did recipes and everything where, you know, how the inmates, they only get certain food from the commissary. So everybody had these little strange recipes they would make. And so he would just... You know, put all the recipes in there and and send it throughout the the prison system so they can learn how to make oodles and noodles with some weird concoction. <laughs> and and he he's a comedian actually. He's a professional comedian out in Canada. So he was telling me about it, and um, I was talking to other people with the arts, and that's why I was saying that the arts is the way. And this is all coming from interviewing from the podcast.
1: Amen, amen. That's right. And, and interviews are a great networking tool. They put you in front of other people, and you start talking with them, and you get ideas. And yeah, amen. That's it's a been thing. a
2: great vehicle to meet people because I've met people all over the world. Um, I'm much more able to do that now. I didn't. I never thought I'd be talking to people all over the world. It really opened my scope of things, even for my book and. Um, people like, oh, you're just gonna do it in the US? I'm like, no, this is the world thing. But it came from doing a podcast because I interviewed people all over the world. That's
1: right. So, Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Praise God. So when will a prisoner's pardon actually be published?
2: It is due to be out on June Juneteenth for Juneteenth Day, which is probably June 17th and, and actually Father's Day. If you look at the calendar, Father's Day is coming up. Um june what is that 18th and uh juneteenth is you know happening on the 19th but they celebrate on the 17th so that's when it's due out you can look at the the trailers for it um it's on my website kingdom princess pen and you can see some of the it's very interesting what i what i'll be talking about
1: hey man are you doing like a pre pre-sale or pre-registration for the sale? Yes.
2: It, you can go to the website and sign up and uh, I would give you 10% off if you do it before. You don't got that much time, June 1st. But uh, yeah, yeah, so it's, it's coming out. And I also have a, I, you just made me think about an interesting thing I'm about to upload is I have, you know, I've been meeting so many people, like I said, um an actress, She's doing the part for uh, playing me when I first came to Christ, which is a part of the, the memoir too, but you will see in the story. Um, and we're going to have some bloopers with it. Um, just like uh, movies. It's <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Um, warning. Do not be trying to do movies, uh, record people when they're sleepy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, Michelle, this has been so interesting. I mean, your books, A Prisoner's Pardon, and Farrell's Butler and Baker: The Unknown Power of Forgiveness. How can someone obtain copies of these books? I take it they're going to be on Amazon.
2: Oh yeah, they're definitely on Amazon. It's in Barnes and Noble as well as Westbow Press because that's who I publish um, the first book by. The next book I'm publishing under my own brand, Kingdom Princess Pen. But you can go onto my website and purchase it there. Or you can go to Amazon as well and purchase it. I'll, I have the Audible version as well as the ebook. And guess what, Bob? It's coming out in Spanish in a few weeks oh, wow. as well.
1: <laughs> I didn't know you spoke Spanish.
2: No, poquito. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Amen. Praise the Lord. And if someone wanted to get in touch with you to ask a question, receive more information, maybe be a guest on your podcast or invite you to be a guest on their podcast, how can they do that? How can oh. someone get in touch with you?
2: Oh, there's so many ways to get in touch with me. <laughs> well, you can go to the website. It's a contact form there on KingdomPrincessPen, um, dot com, And you can also email me at michelle michelle@prisonerspardon.com at as well. So either or, and you would get me.
1: Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I put those notes down in the show notes below. Mm-hmm. Oh, praise God. Folks. I've known Missy J for several <laughs> years now, and she is a straight shooter. She is passionate about her topic. She l- lived it. Everything she shared with you today is straight from the heart, and I encourage you to drop down the channels, get in touch with her right now while you're thinking about it, and don't forget to click the links to her book, The Pharaoh's Butler and Baker, The Unknown Power of Forgiveness. You need to order this book right now, amen? Matter of fact, buy a couple for your church. Give one to your pastor, because I can almost guarantee he's going to appreciate them, because I know he knows someone that can use them, amen? Mm -hmm. And be sure to order your copy right now. Order more, than, order more than one. <laughs> order three or four. I know that you know some people that could use this information and encouragement right now as well. Amen. So just click the link to our podcast below. I highly, highly encourage you to subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when new episodes drop. Amen. Be sure to share the link to our podcast with those that you know that could use a word of encouragement in this area as well. And Michelle, Thank you for coming on the program today and, and catching us all up on, on how things have been going in your life. And I'm so proud of you, that, of, of everything you've accomplished. You're, you're doing awesome. Amen.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. It's all through the glory of God. And then all I have to say, everybody, and when you work it for Him, all you got to do is show up.
1: Show up and push the button.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and push the button. <laughs>
1: Praise God. Oh, folks, it's been a great time. And, and... And that's all the time we have for today for Missy J. And myself, this past about reminding you to be blessed in all that you do.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published.